I'm bringing to you a brother, a friend, one who has uh, worked in the Los Angeles uh, area, in the greater Los Angeles area in the western region, unlike any other minister that I've seen. And I've been around a while. I've seen uh, Brother uh, Khalid Muhammad. I've worked under Brother Khalid Muhammad. I've, I've seen Brother Wazir Muhammad. I've worked under Brother Wazir Muhammad. I've seen Brother Ave Muhammad. I've worked under Brother Ave Muhammad. But when this man came, he wore out two or three different security people. He was moving around so much and so hard because he wouldn't sleep. Huh? He went into all the different sets, all the different neighborhoods of Crips and Bloods that you hear about. This man did a work in Los Angeles during the time of Nipsey Hussle's demise that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan was so pleased with his work that he said, brother, you don't have to worry. Allah has wiped away all your sins. Now, I don't know about you, but that is huge. That is huge. So brothers and sisters, I uh, present to you and introduce to others, a brother, my brother, your brother, my friend, your friend, a servant of the people, one who loves us to the degree that he just won't stop. Please help me to welcome our brother, our friend, student regional minister, Abdul Malik Saeed Muhammad. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, all praise is due to Allah, the Lord of the worlds, the Beneficent, the Merciful. Brothers and sisters, we could never, never thank Almighty God, Allah, enough for his creation, for he is the creator of all things. He is the creator of the heavens and the earth. He, the originator of all that we see. It is he who is the creator of all of the creatures. And it is he who genetically coded every creature to submit to its nature. I know y'all all think humans are the same. Better we look at that. Huh? There's different hues among the human family and each was given its nature. So we thank Almighty God, Allah, for all the servants that he sent in a mighty line of divine. It's hot in Phoenix. <laughs> but it ain't too hot to thank God. 
for every servant that he sent in a mighty line of divine. Would you all with me let us thank God for Abraham for the three great monotheistic religions. Isn't it something how we all claim Abraham as the father? For the Jews say, wait a minute. Abraham is our father. And the Christians say, hold on, put on brakes. Abraham is our father as well. And then the Muslims pop up and say, wait a minute. Abraham be our pappy too. <laughs> and if the three is rooted in Abraham, how did we get so divided? Who crept in and sowed dissension among the great servants of God? I thank him for Moses for, my goodness, we need a leader like Moses today. You know, Moses didn't hang around Negro leaderships during the time of Pharaoh. For he knew that the leadership of the oppressed who was in the borders of Egypt, he could not consult with them because they was too compromising. We thank God for Jesus. For we need a leader like Jesus today. A man that don't have to force law on us, but a man who can expound on the principles of law to the degree that our nature yearns for. And once I fall in love with the law and know what the law does for my soul, my spirit, even my physicality, if you live a righteous life in accord with the law, all of your organs would rejoice. Y'all all right? So I thank God for Muhammad. That's right, Muhammad. That man whom God revealed the nature in which all is created. And that man, Muhammad, brought into existence through him, he brought a book called the Holy Quran, a book that our enemies, the founding fathers of this country, never wanted you to ever see that book. Huh? The founding fathers of this country Many of them wrote, whatever you do to this Negro, don't allow him two things. Do not let them get the God back that it took us 64 years to break them from. Huh? They even said, do not even allow us to study our history. So remove the ability for them to read our language they didn't know that black people didn't know how to read, uh, didn't have to read a cracker's language. We could read 
nature. Huh? We can read the circumstances. So I thank God for these great and worthy servants of his. So we say may Allah's peace, pleasure, and happiness be upon these great servants of his. Oh, but Phoenix, y'all look like y'all can use some good news. Some of y'all look, I need to take my glasses off so I lose focus. This is not a day to be frowning. I know it's hot, gonna get hotter though. It's gonna get hot for white folks. They're in a lot of trouble. I don't never say we when it comes to them. May I bring you some good news? The good news is that God and the prophets saw us coming into bondage. And God is going to do for us what he did for every people in the Bible and Quran who was under oppression. God is going to do the same because his ways changes not. Whenever God found the people in bondage and wicked taskmasters over the people, God would always send his spirit over to the female side of things. Huh? For the female and God has always been together. For she is the co-creator with God. So whenever God wants to grant favor to a people, he's always looking for the womb of a woman who's in pain, spiritually and mentally. Huh? He's always looking for people who are in a similar condition to those in Egypt. Hmm? He's looking for people who was in the condition that brought Jesus into being. Jesus' mama lived in an area called Nazareth, which would be the projects of America. Y'all didn't know that? Jesus was born in the hood. Huh? And God's spirit would go out among that people. Some woman, unbeknownst to her, would have a child, and that child would be born. That at a certain point in that child's life, a spiritual and mental alarm clock would go off, and they were born to change things. Huh? So I thank God. For he promised Abraham. Here's a God telling Abraham what's going to happen to his seed. In the Genesis, when he said, Abraham, know of a surety, Abraham, that thy seed shall be taken into a strange land amongst some strange people. And this people, they're going to have to serve them, but they're going to afflict them for how many years? Come on now, some of y'all act like y'all. How many years? Then God said, 
that after all of that suffering and pain, their cry is going to bring me out of hiding. Hmm? He didn't say to Abraham, I'm going to raise one from among them. He said, I'm going after that people. Wait a minute, God, you coming? But the white man then told us you don't exist. All of your life you've been taught that God is a nothingness. How could that be? Huh? When I can make mention of certain physical things and you get a picture instantly when I say cat. Look at that picture that popped up in your head. When I said dog, look at that picture that popped up in your head. When I say cow, look at that picture that popped up in your head. Huh? When I say Cadillac. <laughs> See, some of y'all, depending on what year you were born, depending on what Cadillac popped up in your head. But when I say God, you went blank on me. I'm here to tell you, Phoenix, that God kept his promise. And a man showed up in America July the 4th, he made himself known 1930. He came in sinful flesh to condemn sin in the flesh. We, in the nation of Islam, I'm sorry, we don't believe in no spook God. We don't believe in no nothing God. We believe that God is as he has described he is. And if he's not a man, stop calling him he. What you talking about when he come? I thought you say he ain't nothing. You should call God it when it come. Huh? How could God not be a man when he says, I created man in my own image? Wait, hold on, hold on. Ain't no cracker. Oops. Can I say cracker over here? Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to just be myself. I'm sorry. I didn't come over here to be fancy. Can I keep it 100? Yes, sir. Can I keep it G? Yes. <laughs> Both G's. But he came. He said, I created man in my own image and after my own likeness. So God, you mean to tell me you got an image? Yes. I am the architect. I am the creator of that thing called the human body. There is no scientist nowhere on this universe that can create what I have created. Huh? God in the Bible talked about after he made man, then he breathed into man of his inspiration. Wait a minute. After you created this body like a suit, suit ain't nothing unless it's somebody put it on, then the suit seemed to have life in it. So I thank God. For we in the nation of Islam believe that Almighty God Allah appeared to us in the person of Master Far Muhammad. Just 
You, you, you'll get a little more. That man showed up. And he fulfilled the scripture that says, and when I find them, I'm going to raise one from among them. He's talking to Moses in Deuteronomy. And then he said to Moses, when I find them, I'm going to raise one, and he's going to be like you or similar to you. So if God is going to find a man like Moses, then he's going to need a people like the children of Israel that's in bondage and who have fallen in love with their oppressor so much so they don't want to leave him. My people have a relationship with crackers like a sister have to a no good brother. Oh, y'all over there seem like y'all ain't never had a no good man in your life. I had a sister, man, her boyfriend used to beat the heck out of her. And we'd get wind of it. My mama had 10 children. See, they said, ooh, they don't do that today. And we would hear and we would go to kill this brother. And beat the heck out of her, we kicked down the door. And guess who is his defense attorney? My sister, he all right. He just knocked out one of my eyes. I still got another one. <laughs> we break in to separate her from him, and she's fighting because she don't even realize that she went into agreement with him. In order to survive him, you have to go into agreement with some of the things he said. It wasn't the blows that did it to her. It was what he was saying while he was hitting her. Because when you hit somebody and talk at the same time, you put that person under hypnosis. Mm, that's right. Mm. See that? Mm, sound you just made made me know that you are under hypnosis. <laughs> this is why God came because he's going to raise one that's going to break your agreement with hell. Huh? This man, Master Fahd Muhammad, raised a Georgia-born black man. I don't know about you. I'm glad God raised somebody for us. Everybody can claim they got somebody. We don't have nobody. And the only leader white people give you are those leaders who don't threaten their position over us. They give you a Negro leader who's going to make you stay in place. Oh, but he raised that Elijah Muhammad. This man, the honorable Elijah Muhammad, when you see a picture of him, look at him. Depending on what angle you look at him from, from one angle you'll look at him and he looks Asian. You take another look and look, he looks like he's Native American. You get another look of him, you say, man, this man is Latina. Then you get another look at him and you say, man, this man is black. Huh? 
God specially prepared him. He has a universal look because it's his job to establish a universal government. Y'all all right? That man, Elijah Muhammad, God impregnated his mind to the degree that his mind became like the womb of a woman. That from his mind, he would produce a son. And that son would rule with a rod of iron. That iron would be the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And there is no black leader in America today that teach like Farrakhan. Oh, I love me some Farrakhan. I don't know about you. And those of you who came today with a critical mind that you really came to criticize us today, that's good. Let me go down there and hear what they got to teach. I ain't going to believe nothing. Good. Good. See, whenever you go among teachers, you should have a critical and analytical mind. Your only problem is you don't go like that around white folks. But we glad you came like that around us. Huh? You know why I love Brother Farrakhan? Because when his name is mentioned, the Rothschild shakes in their boots. When his name is mentioned, the DuPonts, the Rockefellers, the Gates of the world, the Clintons, they all shake in their boots. He is the only leader in America who is born out of that natural longing of God to settle the school. So I thank God for that man. I don't know about you. But that man saved my raggedy life. Yeah, Farrakhan. So that we could say, for unto us, a child was born. For unto us, a son was given. Given. The honorable Elijah Muhammad gave him to us because he knew he was leaving. Then he said, for us, that when we see this man, Farrakhan, what? Look at him. Wherever he tell you to go, find yourself moving at a quick step. But wherever he say stay from, you better have the best breaks you can muster. Do not go. For he will get us there across on his shoulder, and he will not say, look at what I have done. He would say, look at what almighty God Allah has done. So, in their names, I greet you, mighty Phoenix, Arizona, in the greeting words of peace, assalamu alaikum. Brothers and sisters, I want to truly thank the student laborers for inviting me over to the great city of Phoenix, Arizona. This is a very special place. Who is hot? <laughs> it's really spiritual. And this place is on a very, very special frequency. And it depends on how 
high or developed or elevated your mind is which will determine what you pick up on. Talking about the vibration over here. So if you're a criminal, you can only tap into the minds of the criminals. But if you're spiritual, you can rise above the criminal mind into the minds of the saints. It's up to you. This is why we have to have a self-improvement monitor in our own soul. So I'm just grateful and thankful that the laborers would invite me over just to share the life-giving teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. I want to thank all of the student ministers, Brother Student Minister Hannibal, Sister Student Minister Aisha, Brother Student Minister Abdul Iman. I was in the same class with him when we both got our holy names. Yeah. Brothers and sisters, that, that, that's big. But that was a little clap. I feel some kind of way. No. Minister is wise. He, he don't miss nothing, brothers and sisters. It don't matter how you feel about somebody. For me, I can have perceptions of certain people that's not too good, but when the minister lift them, I try to shatter my little perception. Because I got nickel tendencies. Oh, you do too. Don't be acting like you. Come here. All I got to do is scratch one of y'all. That nigga come out real quick. See, he's vibrating on a frequency that's so high that, in my opinion, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has now become one with his teacher and with God. Oh, yeah. So he's able to look around your circumstances, even your false perceptions of yourself, and able to tap into the nature of who each and every one of us is. That's his power. He has that ability to look beyond your faults and nurture your needs. There's nothing more beautiful than being in the presence of another human being that ain't judging you. Huh? Most of us, we quickly, we judging anybody that's coming our way. The hell is this kind of nigga just coming? Huh? We always looking for a crook. Ain't that somehow a crook? Always looking for a crook? So I thank God for my family, I mean, because... Brothers and sisters, I hope and pray that the enemy have not slipped into the nation to the degree to where they're now 
doing to us what they're born to do. And I came in among us, Sister Aisha, telling lies. Causing us to fight and kill one another. How could that be? We, the members of the nation, know the nature of the white man, and we still slip. The white man is not only in white skin, the white man is in black skin. So I'm just grateful to be in Phoenix and my prayer is that we ain't moss banging. I heard a hmm, see you always. I love the nation. I don't care where a mosque or study group is. I love the nation. I don't care about a number. I love the nation. Because we can slip quickly into mosque banging. Huh? So it's beautiful to see so many that I've known for a long time. I'm honored to see Minister Emeritus Brother Joel in the corner, in the deacon's corner, in the back room back there. Man, I love that suit, brother. I ain't getting out of Phoenix without one like it. Let's give a warm round of applause to a man who, oh, come on, y'all could do better than that. You can make it in Phoenix, you can make it in anywhere. That's right, eh? Such an honor. It's an honor to be with my brother and friend, student minister, Abdul Iman Muhammad, brother that was my assistant for many years in Los Angeles when I was sent there 25 years ago. Didn't really know nothing about being a minister. I had never even been an assistant minister in the nation. My first assignment was a region. Yeah, I know. And I'm coming from Georgia. Me and my family like the Beverly Hillbillies. I landed in L.A. and I, it was a rude awakening because in Georgia, you know, you speak to everybody. People are like, who are these niggas? <laughs> hey, everybody, what's happening? And they give you that stare down in L.A., man. That's all you get. <laughs> so, and I remember the minister, he said, brother, go teach family. Don't you go to L.A. teaching fighting. They already know how to fight. That's their problem. When they ain't got an enemy, they fight each other. He said, go teach family and law and be the example of what you teach. 
Well, it didn't do so good. Then he said, don't let me catch you in Hollywood. I ain't do so good. He said, win the streets, brother. And when you do that, Hollywood will come to you. In fact, the whole state will come. But Hollywood was like a beautiful woman. I kind of went up in there a little bit too long. But I thank Allah for every bump and bruise because you really don't know if you're a believer or not until you fall. You don't know what you made out of until circumstances are not really right for you. What will you do when things ain't going right? Will you turn? In fact, God want to frustrate you with what you want more than you want him. Because God wants all of us. He don't want some of you. He want it all. I'm going to say that again. Almighty God wants all of you. Sister, Brother, there is no man or woman that should have all your heart and soul. I told my wife, if you ever tell me you love me with all your heart and soul, I want a divorce. Because I'm in danger being married to you. Boy, but I better be second, though. You, you get what I'm saying? So our nature, whether you know it or not, even if you run into false gods, false things, your nature, as soon as you were born, do you know your, nat your nature was fighting to get back to its creator? So I thank God, and I thank him, uh, dear brother Abdul Iman, for you when you assisted me. You didn't judge me. And you was a great helper to me. And I heard what the minister said about you at his table when he gave you your name. On how long you had been his friend and in this nation sacrificing. We ain't perfect, brothers and sisters. Don't look for perfect in leadership. Stop it. <laughs> but we're good enough to be used by God to call his people. Today, with you all's permission, I don't desire to preach. My desire is to teach. So we're going into the classroom. And I wanted to teach on a subject titled what brought God out of hiding? Can everybody see the PowerPoint pretty good? It's important. Before I do this, I kind of want to set your mind up for the journey that you are about to take. 
I want to ask you a couple of questions. Were we brought into slavery by white folks? I'm going to ask that again because some of y'all look a little nervous. <laughs> Did crackers bring us into slavery? Okay. Interesting. Did we come over on the carnival? Question. Did they treat us good? No, sir. Good. I, I want to kind of set you up for what has happened to us. And then by the grace of God, I want to show you how through trauma yourselves have produced a Caucasian sitting up inside of you. Just, oh, we just going to walk. I didn't come here, brother and sister, to win your friendship. I didn't come here to try to be fancy with some words. I'm done with that. I used to do that. I'm, I'm finished with that part. I don't even wear the big rings no more because I realized I was trying to be interesting. Instead of being interested in you, I was more interesting in if you was looking at me. All I want you to do today is think. I'm not even interested in how you feel. Hell, I care about how you feel about what I'm about to teach. Your feelings ain't worked for you all your life. Look at the kind of people your feelings have brought you in contact with. Been feeling our way through life. Ooh, he cute. Ooh, look at the muscles. Girl, he winked at me. I feel that's the one. Wrong. I want to say this, man and female, do not come in the nation looking for a man or a woman. If that is your desire, God is going to link you up with the devil part of yourself. Because once you come in here, ooh, look at them men's. No, we just decorated good, sister. <laughs> we are a work in progress. When you come in here, you're supposed to be looking for God. God alone. That's it. No man, no woman. And if you seek God first, he'll ease a dude in there. He'll do it so subtle you won't even know he's the one. Or you won't know that she's the one. You'll be so busy doing the work for God, you'll be blinded by his love. That's what a bride is. She have a bridle on and it has blinders on it. 
So you ain't looking at muscles and good hair. Ooh, look at them ways. Look at them ways. I'm going to marry him. My baby going to have good hair. Yeah. Yeah, he might be a crackhead, too. Went after a man or a woman that produced a child that hates both of you. See, because when you don't seek God, guess what he gives you for a friend? A devil. Just a little house cleaning for the Muslims. If I make you mad today, I did my job. Because that lets me know you were listening enough to get mad. So may I teach? So we're going to go down this yellow brick road. And I want to do a PowerPoint presentation. In fact, I've been doing, I don't teach really anymore without them. Because in learning, there are three barriers to learning. One is, you got to have the picture of that that you're talking about so people can share in your communications with them. If I'm teaching you about a tractor, brother, I need to have a tractor present. Another barrier is the misunderstood word. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad told us that when you study in the Bible, I mean the dictionary is your best friend in studying. Because the English language is one of the hardest languages in the world to learn because one word means too many things. Japanese is the second because too many words sound alike. Huh? The third barrier is when you take someone on a two or skip a gradient, meaning, you know, you get the bicycle that come in a box, and you got that husband trying to show out that he know how to fix things, and here you are telling him to read the instructions, you know, because y'all are real practical, sister. Man, read, read the instructions. I don't need no instruction. You know how to fix a bicycle? Huh? And he put the bicycle together, and when he finished, it's about 80 screws. <laughs> it took 11 steps to put that bicycle together. He started off one and two, but he skipped three, four, and five. See, you can't feed a six-day-old baby steak. So I kind of want to reach you from where I think you are. All right? And I want to just say this to the members of the nation of Islam. We are in a time where we are the number one threat to white supremacy. There is no other group in America that's more of a threat to white supremacy. And let me say this. You ain't got to be white to have that mind. Right. 
This is what I say to the gang members in L.A. When I hit them with it, they don't like it, but they have to listen. That blood cuz come up out of them. I said, brother, what's the difference between y'all and the Klan? Y'all produce the same product, dead black men. In fact, y'all got the same colors. That Confederate flag is red and blue. Then I say, pull out your phone and Google the Grand Wizard's letter to the gang members of L.A. thanking you. And they Google it. Damn, cuz, this nigga right. <laughs> so, I want to say to those of us in the nation, you better find the God within. Because the God without is trying to contact it. But your false perception of yourself as a member of the nation of Islam is blocking the communication. Many of us, even though we got on suit, bow ties, and headpieces, we don't love ourselves deep enough. And we're looking for each other to satisfy that which I'm missing, that which my soul needs. We can't do it. I will disappoint you. This is why we don't trust no leadership. You know why you don't trust leadership? Because you don't trust that leadership that's sitting on your neck. Every day, I'm constantly trying to murder my demons. I got demons that's been with me since I was three years old. I've been after him. This one devil I got in me, he just won't let go. I have to hit him on the hand and say, get out of here. He said, nigga, I've been with you a long time. Remember, every time you don't feel good, I'm right there telling you, drink it, get it. Y'all all right? Okay. So what am I saying to the Muslims? Murder your devil. And stop looking for the devil in others. Because when you murder your devils, you are alive. And once you murder your lion tongue, once you murder your Lord desire, once you murder everything in you that makes it impossible for you to live the law of Islam. See, it ain't no labor that's your problem or leadership that's your problem. It's you who cannot live up to the law of the nation of Islam. How many of us in the nation are living this Quran perfectly? Raise your lying hand. Huh? How many of us, if I put the restrictive laws and the rules of conduct over your head, how many of us could say I'm living it perfectly? See, when you're that clean, you can't be hurt. So if somebody called me a liar, it didn't land. Because I'm a repentant soul. you just a liar. Mr. Tony, I can't stand you. I got that. Thank you. What do you mean, thank you? See, when somebody can't break your spirit, their spirit get broke. Yeah. 
Because I'm not going to let you land. Any brother or sister that let another person break your spirit, that person for that moment has become a God besides God. Now, people will do things to you, rub you the wrong way, but, man, get over it quick. Stop lingering in it. See? So when you don't think too much of yourself, you can't get hurt when you are laying in the bosom of God. Can't that hurt you? You only can get hurt when you know you ain't really with God. So, let's see what brought God out of hiding and hope that we can bring ours out. So today, I hope I got a PowerPoint presentation and it ain't working. Now, can I, did, it, did this... Brothers and sisters, if I go too long, just tell me to shut up, okay? It's okay. It won't bother me. It'll just tell us who you are. <laughs> the resurrection of the dead. What brought God out of hiding? I wanted you to take a look at these pictures, but before... Brother, let's go back to the picture before this one. This man is Master Farad Muhammad. One thing about white people, they have never said that Elijah Muhammad taught lies. If you watch CNN, even listen to the Jews, they just tell you Minister Farrakhan is a hater, but they don't never say he lying. Everybody in this room should hate something. Not really. You should hate something. I hate wickedness. I hate drugs that's killing our people. I hate the spirit of prostitution and the spirit of pimping. I hate lying, stealing. I hate it. See? So this man who came from the east, Master Farid Muhammad, raised from among us this Georgia-born black man. That's Elijah Muhammad. Do you know in black history, even today in America, they will not put his picture in no history books? Huh? They put Nat Turner in there. Nat Turner used to do them. Nat Turner didn't sing no kumbaya. Nat Turner was... See, 
God has never forsaken us. Even in slavery, he was giving you a glimpse that he was present. In slavery, how did he give us a glimpse? He gave us a glimpse in Harriet Tubman. God letting you know, I'm in women too. Harriet Tubman, man. I mean, what a sister, man. Harriet Tubman was free, but she would go back to the South to get more niggas. She was stealing the white man's property. Huh? Can you imagine that sister with a, she had a pistol with six bullets in it. And the pistol was not for white men. It was for scared black men. Can you imagine picking cotton and Harry said, Psst, say nigga. Come on. But just like Negroes say today, I ain't going when you're going to get me killed. Run and go tell. I mean, what a woman. She never lost nobody. And if you got punk and wanted to go back, she was the first one that was against snitching. Harriet Tubman pistol whoop you, brother. You get at getting weak on her. Huh? Then it was soldier of truth. I mean, they took hundreds to freedom. Even against their will, niggas going through the woods. They didn't know where they was going. They was like, man, Harriet, I want to go back. Ain't no pig feet. They had to eat bugs. She never lost nobody. See? Y'all all right? And from this man's mind, he produced this beautiful human being. Huh? Farquhar, let me tell you something about this man. Brothers and sisters, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in teaching his ministers, and I want you to do the same because you don't get this in theology school. We were given the keys to, to unlock the understanding of the Bible. He said, brother, whenever you teach a scripture, pull it off the page superimpose it over our condition to see if it fits. He said because the Europeans, when they took the original manuscript of our spiritual writings, that's what I said, ours. Somebody don't like truth. <laughs> Boy, them crits don't never stop working, do they? Can y'all hear me? When the white man got it, the minister said, they flipped prophecy for history and history for prophecy. So 75% of what you read in the Bible, they make it seem like history when it's actual prophecy. And 25% of what you read that you think is prophecy was actually history. 
Because they know that in the last day, God was going to raise somebody. I'm asking you a question. Are we living in the last day? I'm going to introduce you to why God has raised a Trump. I I like Trump. What? Yeah, he a real cracker. He ain't faking. I don't like them crackers who fake. I'm from Georgia, and in Georgia, one thing you know when you go down south, them white folks ain't liberal like they are here. They let you know, nigga, I don't like you. I hear they rub you. Always want to touch you. God has put uh, in the over office a real cracker. And the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said, watch Trump. He's destroying and attacking every institution that oppressed us. He don't care nothing about no FBI. He don't care nothing about no CIA. All of that that dog does. He's going to take America to hell on a rocket ship. That's why I like Trump. I'm going to vote for him 80 times. Because he's real. The most damaging president to black people was Clinton. Look at y'all looking at me. Now you're upset. So I have this picture. They ain't stopped killing us. It's in their nature. In the 15, 16, and 1700s, didn't they chain us? In the 1800s, and the early 1900s, didn't they hang us? What are they doing to us today? They shooting us. Ain't nothing changed. Didn't a cracker go off yesterday? The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, you are going to be made to see the nature of this white man. I met with a group of whites, and one thing I like about them, they can take truth sometimes better than we can. I remember once I taught at the University of Tennessee, and I'm teaching what this white man have done, what he did, and at the end I have a Q&A, and a black person get up and talk about how I made them feel. Well, I, I, I... Sir, it is Mohammed, right? Yeah, it's, 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 you can say it like that. Thank you for coming to our school. But what's the difference in your brand of racism and racism as it exists? Because you made me feel like you're teaching some kind of black supremacist. I said, thank you for telling me how you feel. Sit down. For real, I pointed at a group of Caucasians. I said, would y'all stand? Did I tell a lie? You know what the white students said? They said, I respect everything you said. As you was teaching, I was fact-checking you. Not one thing you said was a lie. You said it with zeal and you said it with passion. Your passion disturbed me, but you didn't tell a lie. 
What was the passion? See, the passion was the spirit of God. Well, why couldn't they take my passion? Because white people are godless. The black man is God. Well, if we God, then what is he? See, now y'all don't want to talk. I know y'all still looking for some good ones. There's some good white people. I just ain't never met too many. In fact, I don't waste my time. I'm looking for good brothers and sisters. So, let's, let's go. Y'all all right? Brother, go to the next slide. So, in the Christian faith, when I talk to some of my pastor friends in Los Angeles, one of the pillars of Christianity is the resurrection of the dead. Right? No, they believe in that, and so do we. That's right. What? No, the nation of Islam, we believe in the resurrection of the dead. Here's the difference between us and Christendom as taught by Europeans that you have adapted. We are taught that there are three ways a human being can be put to death. You can die on the spiritual level. You can be murdered on the mental level. And you can be murdered outright on the physical level. Black people always hang out on the physical. For we are taught from the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad that for every physical reality you read in scripture, it has a spiritual and mental counterpart. So when a person is dead physically, what is its spiritual equivalent? When a man takes your God from you and replace it with another God, what did he just do to you? He just murdered you on a spiritual level. Question, didn't we have a religion before we met white folks? What was it? Then they see, that's where you get lost. I ain't talking to the Muslim. Y'all be quiet. Huh? When a man snatches your God, it's like pulling the plug out of the lamp and the lights go out. Because God is the source of light. We never needed white folks to teach us about no God. In fact, when he was crawling in the hills and caves of Europe, we was worshiping God when that cracker was on all fours. In fact, he wouldn't have known nothing about God if it wasn't for us. Come on, follow me, brothers and sisters. Don't be mad at me. Just, just, just follow me. So when a man changed your God, he's murdering you on a spiritual level. Didn't we have names before we came into bondage? Did he take them? Did he take your language? Did he take your culture? Did he take your mores? He did? Yes, sir. 
Didn't he make a law that it was against the law for you to even read? You were so dangerous to him, he wanted to make sure you couldn't read. Because he know what he did to you. That if you read, you would undo what he did. So when a man take your name, your language, your God, your culture, when he stripped you of that, he murdered you mentally. So in the nation, we believe in the resurrection of the mentally dead. Y'all all right? In Islam, you hear this term called jihad. White men have lied about the meaning of this word. They've declared a holy war on us. No, jihad starts with self. Go to the next slide. Jihad. The literal meaning of jihad is struggle or effort. And it means much more than holy war. Muslims use the word jihad to describe three different kinds of struggle. How many? A believer's internal struggle to live out the Muslim faith as well as 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 possible. Both are ignorant of Islam and serve serve only one another. The Quran described three types of jihad or struggles. And zero of them mean or permit Terrorism. These are the jihad against what? Y'all didn't even say that loud enough. Do you know the biggest enemy to you sitting up in here is on your neck? Uh-uh, I love myself. Oh, really? Have you mastered yourself? Got quiet on that one. The jihad against Satan, which are called the greater jihad, and the jihad against an open enemy known as the lesser jihad. And I have to say, I'll be honest, some of us, we so want to get the white man. We done white man the people to death. He's the lesser enemy. In the nation, do you know what should be the number one push thing in the nation among the believers? is Friday study group. This struggle. If that's the greatest one, then that should be the first class. I'm going to leave that alone. Now, brother, go to the next You're going to hear some prophecy today. What time is it? 11.30? Will y'all give me 25 more minutes? Can I take my time and hurry up? Anyone who have to leave, just kindly get up and then sit back down. We're going to talk today about prophecy. About what? But I want you to know what the word means. The foretelling, the what? Or prediction of what is to come. How much of the Bible is prophecy, you Christians? So when I say to the preachers, Pastor, do you believe in the resurrection? Yes. So there's a cemetery in L.A. called Inglewood Cemetery. 
I said, so you mean to tell me you believe all them people that's buried in that cemetery, they're going to come up out of there? They get a little quiet just like you did. He said, well, based on what we teach, that is the number one premise of the resurrection. I said, then your church should be inside the cemetery. If you can make them get up, I'm, I'm following you. Get up. That cracker done embalmed your loved one, took out all the organs. Some white man is running around with your grandmama heart. You don't know you weren't there when they was cutting her up to make sure they didn't take nothing. Embalmed her, put in a box, locked that one, put in another box, put that in the ground and put dirt on it. Come on, y'all. Y'all know good and well. If you passed by a cemetery and you saw some people getting up, what you going to do? <laughs> you going to tell me, Grandmama. Come on, y'all. You don't have to wait to go to heaven to be with your loved one who have passed. They in your head as you speak. You want to see them? Go right now. Look at your mama. She right there. The heaven in your mind. Talk to her. She going to talk back. She done, look, she raised you enough to where you know what her answer is going to be. Mama, should I marry this sister? No. You ain't got no job. <laughs> Did I do that? Take it back, brother. Now, something that is declared by a prophet, especially divinely inspired prediction, instruction, or exhortation, a divinely inspired utterance or revelation, the action, function, or faculty of a prophet. Now, we get ready to go into some prophecies, and I'm going to take these prophecies, and we're going to superimpose them to see where this fit. Next slide. We're in the book of what? Most pastors don't understand Revelation. This is Revelation 6 and 6. And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. One of the four beasts saying, come and see. Look at this. And I saw and behold a white horse. And he that sat on him had a bow. And a crown was given unto him. And he went forth what? He went forth what? Who went forth conquering? Whoever was sitting on that horse. Who do you know was sitting on a horse that went forth conquering? Was Napoleon such a man? Was Alexander the Great such a man? He went forth conquering and to do what? Conquer. That's his nature. If he ain't the conqueror or the ruler, he can't hold up. Y'all follow me? Now, let's go back to Europe. Ever since the white man came out of Europe, did he go everywhere else and get up under the people that was there and serve them? No. You sure? 
Wherever he went, did he take over? Violently? And did he make everything submit to him and put himself on top of that people as their God? As their deity? See, white people, they hate when we teach this because they know we got them. Y'all all right? Now, I want to take you into the nature of people like Trump. You know why Trump is significant? Here's what you're missing. You keep saying Trump ain't this, Trump ain't that. That man has at least 100 million following him. See, you, you ain't looking at that part. You just looking at him as if all the other white folks are okay. His base will not let him go. I have to be honest. Trump is fighting for a natural cause. What? Yeah. All life, all life, say that with me, all life is trying to do what? Survive. You see this plant? This plant has life in it. If I took a match and put it and start getting close to this plant, do you know the cells of that plant is trying to go to war with that fire? Because it wants to live. It wants to what? It wants to live. The white man knows that he's at zero population growth. God has cursed their womb. They're not producing children. And by 2050, America will not no longer be predominantly white. It'll be predominantly brown. So you don't hear what Trump is crying. His nature is crying out. So he's trying to get white power back because white power is leaving. See? They're losing. These, they are not conquering no more. They're not the conqueror. Why? Because even in the state that we're in, they see us waking up. Because there's a teacher among us. What God's spirit is in that teacher and the bloods and crypts are beginning to wake up. Black people are beginning to see white men as they are. Huh? Native Americans are waking up like Mexicans are coming back into their country to put out the real aliens. Huh? This is Mexico. And I want them to get it back. I want them to get California back. I'm working with them. Because I saw a house in Malibu I want. <laughs> saw me a house, brother. I'm telling you. And some white folks in it right now. But when they have to leave, I'm going to say, hey, hey, leave. Right, don't take nothing. Don't take nothing. <laughs> leave all that furniture, y'all. Just walk them right to the ocean. Put them in their boats. We're going to have some fun today. See, that's what teaching is. Y'all ready? Yes, now, let me ask you a question. 
Did white people do this? Can this, y'all acting weak? These two white conquerors were so, so wicked. You ever heard of Leopold? Butcher from Belgium. Hated black people so much that this man took a little black girl and he wanted to show how strong he was from Belgium. And he took his sword and split the girl in half with a sword to show how much he hated us. But they knew one day we were going to wake up. They've been watching. Y'all all right? Alexander the Great was so hateful, he thought he was a conqueror. He thought he was an explorer. He thought he was the first one that going all over all the world, finding, thinking he was the first one to be here. But everywhere he went, he found out the black man had already been there. And he lined 21 cannons up in front of the Sphinx and shot off the nose. That's where you get your 21 gun salute from today. Now, let's go into the attitude of white people. This is their nature. I know, I know, I know. You got some good friends. I'm not talking about them. I'm not talking about Heather and them. I'm not talking about Becky, brother. You better watch Becky. I will never give up Shanae for Becky. Never. See, Becky can't give me me back. Next slide. Now we're going to go into the Holy Quran. Now, here is God writing on the nature of things. This is Surah 2 or chapter 2. Look at God. And when thy Lord said to the angels, said to the what? I am going to place a ruler in the earth. They said, without place in it such as make mischief in it and shed blood. Wait a minute. God is talking to some angels here. They were already in power. I know white people got you thinking angels are those naked pornographical pictures they have of white folks flying with wings. Did you know that angels are actually original people who know God and you can't get them to bend on their knowledge of God and angels only carry out God's will? That's a Muslim. I want to be an angel, but I want to be one of them havoc-making angels. I got a little thug in me. You know. Look. And shed what? Blood. See, they're asking, only thing you can make is that that's going to cause mischief. Have white people caused mischief? Yes, Have they shed blood? Yes, and we celebrate that praise and extol that holiness. He said, surely I know what you know not. You can't keep blaming a white man because guess what he could do? He could throw it back in your face. He could say, I came from you. See, that part of you that brought the white man out of you so that you could live up under the worst part of yourself so when God destroy him, you'll never think him up again. 
I don't live on no crackers no more. See, the white man is shooting us with a gun, but we shooting him back with one. Next slide. Here's where he got upset. This is the Holy Quran. 15 and 26. And surely we created man of sounding clay, of black mud, of what? Black mud. This is the Quran. God talking about that first man, the original man. And surely we created man of sounding clay, of black mud, fashioned in the shape. You ain't black because you curse, you're black because you first. Huh? You better start getting used to black again. It's a shame the real dark-skinned brothers and sisters have had to suffer this long. But black is back in vogue now, thanks to Tyrese. Huh? See, God is saying, look, now he said, and surely we created man of sounding clay, of black mud, fashioned in the shape. Now look at, he's getting ready to give another command. Flip it. Wrong way. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. And the jinn we created before of intense hot fire. And the what? Jinn. This lose some of us. What is jinn? Pull up the definition next, brother. Jinn. 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 Any of a class of spirits lower than the angels. See, they can't be us. Capable of appearing in human and animal forms and influencing humankind for either good or evil. Jen. See, white folks are made of a fiery spirit. They don't never, if they're introducing good, they got an evil intent for doing it. If God say, no man lay down with a man, no woman lay down with a woman, white folks come up and say, L-B-G-T-Q-R-S-P-Z-W-X-Y-Z, nigga. Hey. Brother said, hold up, Abdul, you did that too damn good, brother. Every law of God, they break it. They don't never keep a promise. They promised the Native American, put them on reservation and murdered them. It was 112 million Indians when the white man came here. He reduced it to in 1930 down to 2 million. So the jinn is a spirit. It can be a human being who either introduces good or evil. You have to force white people to do good. Look at the civil rights movement. They didn't want to do good. We forced them. And they were lying as they was writing. And you running around, we emancipated the proclamated. You didn't even know what the damn word meant. Emancipation means to free from my hand, but not from my control. We love being in control, under control by white people. Somebody come and threaten that, they your enemy. Now, 
We talked about the black man, right? We talked about the gin, right? Let's see what angered white folks. Go ahead. And, thy, and when thy Lord said to the angels, I'm going to create a mortal of sound clay, of black mud, fashioned into shape. So when I have made him complete and breathe into him of my spirit, fall down making obeisance to him. Let me tell you something. When we are being our natural self, the whole planet can't help themselves but to bow. When we sing, when you hear Aretha, Aretha, all crackers have to bow. Because they can't hit them damn notes. Huh? When Michael Jackson used to pop up on the stage, white people just pass out. Bow. Don't nobody slam a basketball like us. Don't nobody dance like us. Man, we can make all kind of moves. You get the crumping. I told y'all, I, ain't, I, ain't, I wasn't just no minister now. That's for real. When an orator, see, they can't help it. When Farrakhan speaks, he's speaking from the spirit of two. And when he speaks to the world, even white folks start bowing. Minister Farrakhan got a white following so huge it'll blow your mind. Many of them are calling, want to line up because they want to know, will you give me a blessing? Because we know we're about to get dealt with by God, not us. You can't wipe out white people with your little gun. You don't even know how to shoot. You mess around shoot your grandmama loading the gun. Now, look, fall down and do what? Here come the white attitude. So the angels made obeisance, all of them together, but he blitz did it not. He refused to be with those who made obeisance. Look at what God said. So God, he said, oh, he blitz. What is the reason that thou art not with those who make obeisance? Look at what he said next. He said, I am not going to make obeisance to a mortal whom thou hast created of sounding clay, of black mud. I ain't bowing to no niggas. Go among white people. Go in your little office where you think they cool and start saying you, I'm the boss today. Y'all all right? A black mud fashioning the shape. Then God said to him, then go forth. Surely thou art driven away. And surely on thee is a curse to the day of judgment. Look, look the white man talked back. He said, my Lord. He had respect now. See, brothers and sisters, let me tell you. You know what makes the nation of Islam look weird to you? It's because white folks respect us. You ever seen the police just mishandling us? You know why they do that? Because they know we're going to hit them back. 
See? When you being a God, you trump him being a devil. Look. So he said, my Lord, respite me to the time when they are raised. See? He knew that the only way he could be in power is if God spiritually allowed us to go to sleep. Because two opposing forces cannot occupy the power space at the same time. One has to rule and the other one has to submit. He said, surely thou art of the respited ones till the period of the time made known. So in the Bible, God told the devil in the book of Timothy, six days, O Satan, shall you rule. But on the seventh day, I'm putting you to sleep. So Timothy say, a day equals a thousand years, and a thousand years equals a day. The white man know he only had 6,000 years, so Revelation said, and the white horse went out. And Satan knew that he had but a short time. Go to the next slide. Now let's see what they did. When they found us, we were ruling. Jesus saw us coming in abundance. So Jesus in Matthew said, a certain man. See, this is prophecy. Remember that word prophecy. Jesus foretold of us coming in abundance. See, he didn't know who, but look at what, what God gave Jesus. A certain man. Went down from what? Jerusalem to Jericho and fell amongst thieves. Which stripped him of his raiment. Stripped him. Stripped him. Stripped him. And wounded him. Mm. See, they didn't just strip us. He wounded us. Remember what I said when a man is hitting you and talking? You ain't nothing, you niggas, you niggas, you niggas. And in order to survive that after a while, you're going to be saying, I'm a nigger, I'm a nigger, I'm a nigger. To the day we can't stop saying it. And wounded him and departed, leaving him what? Half dead. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said that means a half-learned man. Our biggest enemy is ignorance. Can you imagine? Now, I want all of you right now to think with me. Where are they taking him? He's going down. A certain man went where? From what? What does Jerusalem mean? Because it ain't just a city. It's a condition. Jerusalem means a person or a group found in peace. Jericho is a word that means confusion, a city or state of confusion. So a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. And he fell amongst, look at these crackers. Look at this brother in chain while these plantation owners about to bid on him. That's the same way we look in county. change and the prison systems are bidding on you now y'all all right 
Can you imagine? I want you to go in the hole of those ships and listen to the cry of your ancestors. It took nine months where we were defecating and urinating all on top of each other. We were stacked like sardines. And on the top of the ships, the Dutch and the Portuguese, we were warriors and we could hear them raping our grandmothers, raping our daughters, raping my wife. But do you know the tool that he used to really break the black man? Know what that was? They would take the strongest warrior, bring him to the deck, have all the males there, bend him over and take a cattle prod and stick it in his rectum. Once you do that to an original black man, you broke that warrior. It's called busting a buck. Income homosexuality. Next slide. Have you? Now, go back to the one before. These slave ships, go back. This is right outside the coast of Africa, the West Coast. Do you know that when these ships took off, that every time a hurricane comes up, it follows the path of the slave ships? Bring it up. These are all of the hurricanes that have ever left the west coast of Africa, hitting America, following the slave ship routes. And the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan just a few weeks ago said, watch the weather. Now Dorian started off a category one, it's up to a five now. Threatening the coastlines because Minister Farrakhan just a few months ago said that God is going to destroy all the coastlines of America, forcing the people to move to the middle. Either he's a liar or he's telling the truth. Huh? Trump was talking trash against Puerto Rico and Dorian went around Puerto Rico. Now I'm coming for you, Trump. Trump. Trump, you can't fight with God. Trump got a God complex. Y'all with me, brothers and sisters? Come on now, let, give, me, give me a few more, a few more minutes, all right? Now let's walk through these scriptures. Next slide. Jeremiah saw us. Jeremiah 11 and 19. Look at our condition. But I was like a lamb or an ox that is brought to slaughter. And I knew not that they had devised devices against me, saying, Let us destroy the tree with the fruit thereof. And let us cut him off from the land of the living, that his name may be no more remembered. Did they take your name? Did they cut you off from Africa, the land of the living? See, I got to give you pictures because our children are not shown what happened. This is why I respect Jewish people. They make sure all them Jewish babies see the Holocaust. They make them look at their grandmother burning in an oven. Look at it. And then that little Jewish baby in that spirit said, this will never happen again. We be saying, we going to forget about. See, when you want to forget history, you're doomed to repeat it. Y'all all right? Next slide. 
See? Now, all of this trauma was doing something to us. Book of Exodus. Book of what? Therefore, they did set over them taskmasters. Did they set taskmasters over us? To afflict them with their burdens, and they built for Pharaoh treasured city. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. And they were grieved because of the children of Israel. Are white folks grieved because they're being out multiplied? And the Egyptian made the children of Israel serve with rigor, meaning, I mean, they didn't make it easy. And they made their lives bitter with hard bondage in mortar and in brick and in all manner of service in the field. All their service wherein they made them serve was with rigor. Now let's look at what happened to us. Now I'm going to show you a virus that was downloaded because the original computer is the brain. And everything you see the white man doing with a physical computer is because it's coming out of the original computer. Next slide. Here's the state of mind we was in before white folks touched us. Our mind was on our homeland. Who is the original man? He's an Asiatic black man. We had our own names like Kunta, Bakari, Nyla, Kwame, Malik. I had to say that. <laughs> Aisha, we had our own names. We had our own religions, Yoruba, Islam, animism. We had our own colors and culture. We had our own language. But this virus was downloaded into us. A white Jesus, Christianity, Catholicism, atheist, Judaism, our names changed from Johnson, Wilson, Culpepper, Culpepper, English, Spanish, French, Christmas, Easter. We're still in Halloween. And look at what the Bible say, Deuteronomy 7 and 4. For they will turn away thy sons from following me. Did they do that? That they may serve other gods. Did we do that? So will the anger of the Lord be kindled against you and destroy thee suddenly. See, Minister Farrakhan warned America. He warned Trump that God is angry with America and the weather is not going to change until black people's condition change. See, you don't believe that, but they do. Because every time Minister Farrakhan teach, the scientists watch. Y'all all right? Now... I want you to kind of wake up a little bit, all right? Because I'm getting ready to take you through something that I, I need for you to pay attention to. So right now, I need everybody to stand up. Stand up real quick. Just, just move your shoulders a little bit. All right, you up? So you left that party you was at? Okay, good. I right, have a seat. Now... I want you to look at this. Trauma has life in it. In the beginning was the what? Word. In the beginning was the what? Word. And the word was God. And the word is 
God. Wait a minute. Word is equal to God? Yeah, because a God can change your God by introducing another one with a word. So now, trauma. Do you know when a man or anybody dominate you, you take on the personality of that which dominates you? Yeah. Sister, if a man takes a girl at 10 years old and he rape her every day for eight years, and tell her she ain't nothing, you ain't going to be nothing without me. What does it take for her mentally to survive that? At some point, she's going to feel she deserved it. Because wasn't no relief. As much as she cried, when he, after he raping, he walk away, and she in that closet calling on God, and he don't show up. Only thing show up is that rapist every day. After a while, what happens to her mentally? She has to now start growing in agreement to survive it. And if somebody come and rescue her eight years later, she's going to have a mental problem. She's not going to know how to relate to a man unless that man is brutal. I'm going to leave that right there until we get to another point. All right? Next picture. Can you imagine? The Jews was in their Holocaust for how many years? Just a few years. They weren't, in their, they weren't even in their Holocaust for 20 years. Yours was 400. What did he do to deserve that? Next picture. This is just a few years ago. Look at them. I don't see nobody upset about them being hung. They're killing God's people. Look at how many of them it is. It's just two brothers. They always come at us like that. Because this one brother probably can handle this side. I want you to look at that. For those of you who think, see, when, when I show this to Caucasians, boy, they can't take it, but they have to look at it. Okay, we sorry. I said, sorry ain't going to get it. That's one of the steps. Next picture. Whole families. Go get a book called Without Sanctuary. That book have pictures that will blow your mind. Next picture, families, strange fruit, huh? See, you can't forget this. See, for me, this is in my soul, and this is what brought God out of hiding, this pain. This is what called him out. I'm trying to tell you what brought God out of hiding, and this much pain, and our people crying out from the slave ships. It's 100 million of our ancestors at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. Some of our ancestors say, cracker, I ain't going in the bunnies. Jump off the ship. Right into the mouth of a shark. 
I'd rather get eaten by a shark before I call you master cracker. That's the spirit. So whenever you call out into the universe, it has to answer. And can you imagine the collective cry of millions of people? Now God is about to come, but justice ain't going to look right to you. Next picture. Next one, brother. Is he crying? What did this young brother, look, they burned him to death. I want this to sink in. Look at him. One of these crackers is probably on the court somewhere in Arizona. Out here retiring at 90 years old. Wish I knew where he was. I met with a Jewish rabbi a few weeks ago. You know what he told me? They said, we are still today hunting down any German that had anything to do with their Holocaust. They trained a group of missionaries to find them all over the world and kill them. I said, really, Kraken, y'all telling us to get over it. I said, so should we start killing all of y'all? Because you know y'all had something to do with our bondage. He hurried up and tried to change the story, but he was in it. It was too late. Next picture. Yeah. What did this young brother do? He ain't but 18 years old. When I show this to gang members in L.A., I said, brother, look at this. What you doing? Ain't no difference. That's what you produce. You have taken on the personality of these crackers who dominated us. They got you on cracker remote control. Next picture. Women. This is in Alabama. A mother and her son hung from a bridge with all these crackers celebrating, man. What did she do? I like to look at this when I'm negotiating with white people so I can be rooted in the pain of my people so that I don't weakly compromise and tell them I don't want to integrate with you. Hell no, cracker. I want my own side of town, like China got a town, like Korea got a town. Excuse me, excuse me. I'm going to calm down a little bit, be a little bit more meek. Next picture. Serious. Serious. Just, you still looking like that today. Next picture. Look at Heather and Becky. She's really happy. They not upset. Can you imagine, brothers and sisters, having your children around, hanging people, and they sitting there laughing about it. This is called picnic. Pick a nigga. They did this after eating. This is why the Bible called them blood suckers of the poor. The Bible said that their feet are swift to shed blood. 
They don't care nothing about killing nobody. Only you do. Next picture. Wasn't just men. You know why they hung these sisters? Because they had the spirit of the Black Lives Matter movement. So when men got weak, black women start fighting. See, when you get fed up, that ain't pretty. Brother, let me tell you, when sisters start taking over movements, unlike you, it ain't pretty. Because when she go crazy, she cut you up, brother. That's why I'd be careful hitting my woman in the mouth if I were you. Because the day she get fed up with you, you be in about 89 pieces. My time is running out. I mean, I'm teaching, brother and sister. I told you I didn't come to preach. Look, because when I finish, we got to unite. We can take Phoenix only in unity. Next picture. Ain't nothing changed. Next picture. White man and his dog. Next picture. Next picture. Next picture. All of the king. Any black leader, I mean, they hated people like him. Next. The youth, young people. Next picture. Matthews. See? Look at look at Jesus. This is Jesus' conversations to the Europeans. I'm going to say it again. Jesus was murdered by the Romans. By the who? Well, where are Romans from? Rome, Europe. You ain't no damn Roman. You might have went to Rome. But this is Jesus talking to white folks. He said he called them serpents. He said, ye serpents, you generation of vipers, how can you escape the damnation of hell? Wherefore, behold, I send unto you prophets and wise men and scribes, and some of them you shall kill and crucify, and some of them you shall scourge in your synagogue and persecute them from city to city, that upon you may come all the righteous bloodshed upon the earth from the blood of righteous Abel unto the blood of Zechariah, the son of Bacchus, whom ye slew between the temple and the altar. They slew these men between the temples and the altars. And they're trying to get the minister, every city he go to, they're trying to crucify Farrakhan. But that one you ain't going to get. You ain't getting him. The gang member said, Minister Farrakhan fall and hurt himself. They're going off. Brother and sister, I have two, three slides, and then we're going to close out, all right? I just got to just really bang this, because this is what brought God out of hiding. Play the next video, brother. Please be patient.
level, among others, you turn the sound up. crusade might turn the tides of the civil rights movement in Birmingham. So on May 2nd, they left the 16th Street Baptist Church and went on marching throughout the city peacefully. This is the 60s. Just like today. A hostile response by the police department. On the first day, hundreds of children were arrested and put in jail. Even with these setbacks, the marches continued on the next day. These marches were met with the well-known response of fire hoses and attack dogs. Commissioner of Public Safety, Eugene, aka Bull Connor, was the one who ordered the police to do so. Resurrection week. Every time we rise, they put us to sleep. Look at that. Look, brothers and sisters. Look at the nature of this man. those water holes were so strong it blinded some of the people and some of them lost their hearing. This is our ancestors. See that's when they hurt our women that's when we supposed to damn fight. of the fire hoses were so strong that even the firemen using them were injured by the high-power water jet. Force was so strong they couldn't even hold it. But guess what it was doing to people? It was tearing flesh off of people. This was the turning point of the civil rights movement as it brought national attention to the situation, allowing major figures such as John F. Kennedy to acknowledge the situation and put an end to it. Stop it right there, brother. Go to the next slide. Now we're bringing it up to modern time. Let's see if they changed. Officials in the Houston area are investigating a deadly police shooting caught on video last night. 
The cell phone video posted on social media shows a Baytown, Texas police officer firing five shots after struggling to arrest a 45-year-old woman. Nikki Batiste is covering this still unfolding story and joins us at the table. The video we've seen so far is very disturbing. It's extremely disturbing, Gail. Police say the 11-year veteran was apparently doing a routine patrol outside of an apartment complex when he came across a woman who he knew had outstanding warrants. We must warn you, the video you are about to see can be disturbing to some viewers. This cell phone video begins as the officer confronts the woman. As she moves away from the Baytown officer, he pulls out his taser and fires. The woman continues to struggle with the officer as she falls to the ground, at one point telling him she's pregnant. She then, according to police, gains control of the officer's taser, turning it on him. That's when he fires his gun at the woman five times. She was pronounced dead at the scene. Heard the gunshots, and then all of a sudden Jeez. I heard the ambulance. I've never you know. seen anything like this five, after uh, five years staying here. Witnesses who saw one, the brother. woman frequently walking her dog in the Did area do anything they believe you? she may have had. Officials to in the, the Houston one. area. This is the last one. Let's see if they change. I mean, maybe they have. I don't know. It took just seconds for a routine traffic stop to turn deadly. And today, graphic video of the encounter was made public just a few days after a Minnesota police officer was found not guilty of manslaughter. Mireya Villarreal reports. The newly released dash cam video shows the moment when Officer Geronimo Yanez stopped Philando Castile for a broken taillight last July, first asking Castile for his license and registration. I have to tell you, I do have a okay. firearm okay. on me. Don't reach for it, then. Don't pull it out. Don't pull it out. His baby was in the back seat. Within 90 seconds of making the stop, the 29-year-old officer fired seven shots. Castile's girlfriend, Diamond Reynolds, was in the passenger seat. She streamed the immediate aftermath on Facebook Live. I told him not to reach for it. I told him to get his hand out. He had, you told him to get his ID, sir, and his driver's license. Oh, my God, please don't tell me he's dead. Please don't tell me my boyfriend just went like that. Keep your hands where they are, please. Yes, I will, sir. I'll keep my hands where they are. She was brave. As Officer Look Giannis continued to point his weapon at Castile, you can see an officer coax and pick up Reynolds' then four-year-old daughter, who was in the back seat during the shooting. Get the baby girl out of here! Giannis was quickly suspended from the St. Anthony, Minnesota Police Department and soon indicted for manslaughter. During the trial, Giannis said he feared for his life and thought Castile, a 32-year-old school cafeteria worker, was pulling out a gun he was licensed to carry. Friday, the jury acquitted Listen. Giannis of all charges. Valerie Castile is Philando's mother. My firstborn one son died here in Minnesota. Under the circumstances, just because he was a police officer, that makes it okay. Oh, now they got free reign. He's found innocent on all counts. Castile family members were reportedly stunned when they saw the video during the trial. And Anthony, according to their attorney, they are planning to file a lawsuit against the city you as well as with it. the police department here. It took just seconds. Trauma. Turn up the lights. So you want to know what brought God out of hiding? All of this trauma. Now I want to introduce you in my closing three slides. Scientists come up 
with a scientific term called genomes. Genomes is a cell that your body produces where all the trauma of life experience goes into that cell, and that trauma can be passed down from generation to generation. I'm going to say it again. Meaning, all the beating we took for 400 years and the fear of a white man, that went into the cellular makeup of black people. So when we're procreating, we're passing down a punk experience. So our children are born afraid of white people and don't even know why. Huh? But since God is the creator of cell, he also put his self on that track. So that from the cry, from all of that trauma and that pain, that some sister or sisters are going to birth a group of children now who's going to be born to settle all of what you just saw. That's why this generation is the best generation we've ever produced. <laughs> Through those same cells, God came himself in the person of Master Farid Muhammad. So genomes, genomes. The hyploid set of chromosomes in a germate or microorganism or in each cell a molecular organism. It is the complete set of genes or genetic material present in a cell or organism. Look at this. The idea is that trauma can leave a chemical mark on a person's genes. When, which then is passed down to subsequent generations. The mark doesn't directly damage the genes. There's no mutation. Instead, it alters the me mechanism by which the gene is converted into functioning proteins or the way it expresses itself. So from all of that pain, see, has to come a human being who's going to be non-compromised. From all of that pain and the prayers and the cry that we were crying out, three men came into existence. Because huh? God does it in threes. He came himself. He's the father. And he produced his son, Elijah Muhammad. And now we got a rod of iron and Farrakhan now. And he ain't compromised. Let me ask you a question. Who would you want to negotiate with President Trump? Would you want Al Sharpton or Farrakhan? Would you want Jesse Jackson or Farrakhan? Would you want the NAACP to go try to get your reparations or Farrakhan? See? Next slide. Y'all ever heard of the Stockholm Syndrome? Getting ready to show you what happened. Stockholm Syndrome. Feelings of trust or affection felt in many cases of kidnapping or hostage taking by a victim toward the captor. Stockholm Syndrome happened in Stockholm, Sweden. It was a bank robbery. For six days, white people was held in a bank. And when the banks was taken over by the police, those people who went into captivity, guess what they did? They started siding with their captors. In fact, showed up in court to defend them. 
Now, if six days caused them to do that, what have 400 years caused you to do? Next slide. Stockholm Syndrome. I just kind of gave you the gist of it. Next slide. Now, this is Willie Lynch. I want you to go read the breeding. What happened in the breeding process of the male and the female. This is Willie Lynch. Willie Lynch knew how to break us mentally and spiritually. Look at what he did. He said, we breed two nigger males with two nigger females. Then we take the nigger male away from them and keep them moving and working. See, after they birth the nigger male, they take them away, right? Remember that. Say, one nigger female bears a nigger female and the other bears a nigger male. Both nigger females being without influence of a nigger male image. Frozen with independent psychology. Take away a male, you're going to start feeling in the, I don't need no man. I need nobody doing that. That ain't natural. Look, look at what he said. Frozen with an independent psychology will raise their offspring into reverse positions. The one with the female offspring will teach her to be like herself, independent and negotiable. We negotiate with her. See, if you watch white men when they come knocking on your mama door, they don't never ask for your daddy. They always ask, where's your mama? Boy, your mama at home? They don't even expect a man to be in the house because we have been told or been taught to leave. Remember, take him away. We negotiate with her, through her, by her, negotiate her at will. The one with the nigger male offspring, she being frozen, subconscious fear for his life will raise him to be mentally dependent and weak, but physically strong. In other words, body over mind. Now, in a few years, when these two offspring become fertile for early reproduction, we will mate and breed them and continue the cycle. That is good, sound, and long-range comprehensive planning. That's why it produced this. Next slide. All of that trauma produced this. Pimps, gangs, Negroes, coons, niggers, ultimately self-hatred. And that's why this man came. Next slide. And we close. This man, Master Fadid Muhammad, came among us from the east. Teaching us who we were. He taught us a knowledge of ourselves. So for as lightning cometh out of the east and shineth to the west, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Thank you for listening, brothers and sisters. We are not forsaken as a people. And I pray that God bless us. Assalamu alaikum.